on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, and this is FlixFix. Something a little bit different this time around. This is not a trailer preview, this is not a review, although I will say, if it's your thing, go check out Saw 10. And if you like the Hunger Games franchise, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I think was really good. Viola Davis plays a really good psychopath, is the takeaway from that movie. What I'm going to do here, though, led from me just scrolling around Facebook really, really bored yesterday, because the only thing that was going on yesterday was a really, really subpar wrestling pay-per-view put on by AEW. Come fight with me, you'll be arguing with the wall. So I scrolled through Facebook, and something that came up, because I follow a lot of horror movie pages on... Uh, on Facebook was, check out all these posters for all these horror movies coming out next year. And it was just posters, and it was just, some of them were clearly fan-made. But I thought, I like horror movies, I like fucked up movies, so why don't we turn this into a search? Went to Google, Googled horror movies releasing in 2024. Took me to a ScreenRant.com article. So, shout out to ScreenRant.com, and what it is, is it's a list of movies, there's 33, I'm not going to talk about all 33 of them, god damn, but it's 33 movies on here, please do go check out the ScreenRant thing that I'm using as the reference here, so all the credit should really go to them. I'm going to read you some synopsises, because, you know, I can make words, and if I have something to say about them, I'll have something to say about them, and I'll give you my sort of immediate thoughts. This is not anything like a trailer review where I can actually see what the movie is going to have to offer. This is just, hey, there's this, and this is what it's kind of about, or hey, this is this, and here's the people involved. For some of them, I will say right now that the people involved, or the actors and actresses involved, maybe the draw rather than the movie itself. Um, other than the fact that it's just me and I like fucked up movies, like I said, I got excited about Scream 6 and Saw 10, and those were the two big things I was looking forward to this year. So, going on to it. Screen Rant. What's the name of the actual article? Every horror movie releasing in 2024. I don't think it's going to be all of them, because there's only 33 on this list. The first one that I see is The Night Swim, releasing January 5th, 2024. Night Swim kicks off the 2024 movie lineup with the first horror movie coming into theaters. It is based on Bruce McGuire's short film of the same name. The Night Swim story revolves around a woman played by Oscar nominee Carrie Condon. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who goes for a night swim and is terrorized by an evil spirit. The movie also features Wyatt Russell, Nancy Lanahan, and Ben Sinclair in supporting roles. The Night Swim debuts in theaters January 5th. So, what do we have? Very, very simple horror concepts. Demons, evil spirits, things you might not necessarily, I can speak, I swear, be able to see mixed with water. Now, immediately when you tell me water, I picture two things. I picture a beach at night, I picture a lake at night, or I picture a swimming pool when somebody's turned the lights out. Now, all those things combined takes away your senses. When the lights are out, I'm speculating on it being in the dark, it could be totally in the light, but the lights are out, your, uh, your uh, sight goes away, obviously. In the water, your ability to breathe, your ability to hear, your ability to maneuver, your all those types of things come together for a pretty cut-and-paste type of uh, horror idea, but very simple, very easy to digest, and when we hop into January, after the holidays are over, after all the all the big holiday specials and all that sort of thing, I'm sure it'll be a good one to kick off the year just with something nice, some nice, simple, digestible horror after we've had all of our Rudolphs and Frosties and Santas. Have you seen the, the, the Santa at Target? People are talking about it. Just Just Google it. Do yourself a favor and maybe don't Google it. The next one, 
on this list is Imaginary, releasing February 2nd, 2024. Imaginary is the new horror movie dire from director Jeff Wardlow, who has previously done films like Truth or Dare and Fantasy Island. Love both of those, so we're off to a good start. It is another Blumhouse production for Wardlow. Blumhouse. Blumhouse and horror are synonymous, so there's a plus right there. Imaginary story focuses on a woman who returns to her childhood home and learns that her imaginary friend was actually quite real. It follows the woman played by Betsy Buckley as she encounters her unhappy friend after all these years. The cast also includes Veronica Falcone, Dane DeLiziero, again, I'm going to butcher some of these names, Matthew Sato, Imaginary releases in theaters on February 2nd, 2024. So, cool. Childhood stuff in horror movies. Awesome. Very, very simple theme here, too, of if you're a kid and you have an imaginary friend, it seems like the most normal thing in the world as a realization as an adult that it was actually real. Kind of terrifying. And then there's kind of a heartbreaking middle ground there where this imaginary friend that wasn't in fact imaginary, was in fact real, is I'm assuming stuck in this house because this person has moved away and come back. Um, the, the fact that the titular horror entity is sad, is unhappy, is lonely because their real-life human friend left is, a, is an interesting thing. It's got the suggestion in the description that there might actually be some sympathy for the demon, which is really, really close to sympathy for the devil, which I want to play in the back of my head now. But again, some very, very cool basic horror themes here. The kid was haunted. The kid didn't think anything of it. The kid had an imaginary friend. This is where you get into kids in horror movies and an adult sees a monster and, you know, uh, take something like the, like the Pixar monster movies. If those monsters came out of the closet as an adult, I didn't mean to phrase it like that, I swear. <laughs> but if those monsters came out of your closet as an adult, you'd be like, that's fucking bad. That shouldn't be there. As a kid, you're like, Oh, it's a monster, and you pet it. And to to show both sides of a story like that seems really, really cool. Um, Baghead. Interesting name for a movie, for a start. February 8th, 2024. The, 20, the 2024 horror movie Baghead follows a man named Kevin who encounters a shape-shifting witch known as Baghead, uh, who can give him all the answers that he thinks. It is a feature-length directorial debut of Alberto... Corridor, who previously directed a short film by the same name. Baghead stars The Witcher's Freya Allen. She's awesome. Watch The Witcher. It's good. I know they've switched a bunch of cast around for the next season, so that's a little up in the air, along with Treadstone's Jamie, Jeremy Irvine. I haven't seen Treadstone, so I don't have a reference for that. With Saffron Burroughs and Peter Mullen along the cast list as well, it is expected to be released in February of 2024. Um, cool. So we're doing witchcraft now. Very, very cool. The Witcher, you know, somebody from The Witcher being in a movie about witchcraft is very cool. Uh, giving you all the answers that you seek. There's a little bit of a, of a monkey's paw element there. You know, you might get the answers that you want, but what's it going to cost you? Creepy, witchcrafty, maybe uh, spiritual, sacrificial, all those things going down the, that line. Um, very open, very... Um, one of the first tropes... Uh, and I, I know I've used that word already, but like, when I say tropes, I mean, okay, are we dealing with zombies? Are we dealing with vampires? Are we dealing with demons? Are we dealing with possession? Are we dealing with, in this case, witchcraft? So let's get the first witchy, witchy, witchy witchcraft movie with a witcher actress. Yeah, the pun, the pun is dead now. They're doing a sequel to, or a prequel to The Quiet Place called A Quiet Place Day One. Now, don't have very much 
to say about this one. I will read the, the, the spiel in a second. I have seen A Quiet Place, the first one. Somewhere in this house we have the sequel. I literally haven't watched it yet. But, um... But yeah, no, I like A Quiet Place, the whole idea of playing with sound. When I saw, and we're going to talk about The Strangers later on because The Strangers thing is also on this list. A Quiet Place was the first movie in a long time since I had seen the first movie, The Strangers, that played with quiet so well. So much of most movies and so much, of, especially like the, the cheesier movies that rely on jump scares rather than subtlety and psychology and all that sort of thing, they play with sound. They play with big, booming... Um, explosive sound or soundscapes or scary music. The, the way that A Quiet Place played with silence in the first movie was absolutely amazing. And it does it does open itself up to a movie like this where you get dropped into the situation and whatever happened in the world, whatever changed in the world uh, to make the to make it the way it is right now has already happened. You just have to kind of accept it. I look at uh, another controversial movie series that I really love, The Purge. The Purge started, uh, and it was already a thing, and then we move forward, and then we move forward, and then we move forward, and then we had The Forever Purge, and then eventually you knew somebody was going to go back and do the first one. How did we get here? How did we let this happen? Uh, Quiet Place Day One is very, very much the same thing. A Quiet Place franchise returns for its third installment in 2024 thanks to A Quiet Place Day One. The movie acts as a prequel to the first two installments and is set on the first day that the alien monsters began tormenting humanity. The, uh, pig director Michael Sarnowski, don't know if I pronounced it that correctly, and I haven't seen the movie Pig, so not really a great reference for me, is going to be behind the camera this time, replacing John Krasinski. Interesting. He's not going to be in it, and he's not going to be behind the camera either. So it makes me think, how, how different is the movie going to be? A Quiet Place, Day One's cast features an almost entirely new group of actors. Um, not, obviously, you know, Krasinski and his wife and whatever, but Lupita Nyong'o is in it. She's awesome, and she's in something cool that's not a Jordan Peele movie. Gotta love it. Stranger Things is Joseph Quinn. Awesome. Along with Alex Wolf. Don't know who Alex Wolf is. Diamond Hansu returns after his role in A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay, that doesn't help me because I haven't watched A Quiet Place Part 2 yet, but you're starting off a cast with Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o and Joseph Quinn. You're gonna have a good time. Stranger Things and all the questionable stuff Jordan Peele does. Uh, together in one movie that's not being made by Jordan Peele. So, awesome. Um, prequels are always... They always run the risk of... Uh, sometimes maybe the better thing is, like, don't tell us how we got here. You know, like, uh, Christopher Nolan's Joker is a prime example. He told all the different stories about how he became how he is now, and that was better than actually finding out why he is the way he is now. So, is this prequel going to over-explain... Or is it just going to give us an alien invasion that has to end badly because we know what's going on in future events? Um, Return to Silent Hill is something that I can't really speak on too much. It's coming out April 26th. I think I've maybe seen the first one, and I'm not a gamer, so the games are not a familiar thing for me. But 
we'll go by the we'll go by the blurb here. A new Silent Hill movie arrives for the first time in over a decade thanks to Return to Silent Hill, based on the popular video game franchise, specifically Silent Hill number two. The story of Return to Silent Hill follows James Sutherland, Jamie Irvine's uh, returning to the to the town to search for his lost love after receiving a mysterious letter. Hannah Emily Anderson from Jigsaw, don't know who that is in Jigsaw, should have looked it up, didn't, not doing my job. Alongside Irvine as James is, yeah, as long, alongside Irvin as James's lost love interest. That's a lot of words for me to struggle over, even though they're not very struggleful words. Return to Silent Hill arrives in theaters on April 26th. Not particularly a, a series that I'm into, but I know a lot of people that are excited for them. Um, it will always bring up the debate uh, between gamers and movie makers that, oh, it's not the way it's supposed to be in the game, that character wasn't supposed to be there, I was missing out on this character, roddy roddy ra. My comparison for that is obviously going to be Resident Evil. My comparison for that is obviously going to be Resident Evil. I love the Resident Evil movies. I have never played a Resident Evil game in my life, but sort of zombies bordering on the realm of alien creature feature type stuff. Directly up my street, for one thing, um, Mila Jovovich is awesome, obviously. I have all of them. I have the reboot, Return to Raccoon City, and I watched the show. The show was really good and underwhelming at the same time, so maybe I need to give the Silent Hill franchise a shot. Really don't know. If you are familiar with the Silent Hill franchise or the Silent Hill video games, get down in the comment section below or find me on X at Spaz Phoenix and tell me what I should be looking for. Tell me what I have been missing out on. The Watchers. M. Night Shyamalan's daughter, Ishana Shyamalan really hope, once again, that I'm pronouncing that correctly, is making her directorial debut with the 2024 horror movie The Watchers. Stars Dakota Fanning as me and Dakota Fanning. Awesome. A uh, young artist who becomes trapped in the woods with three strangers as a mysterious creature stalks them around. The cast list includes the Barbarians, Georgina Campbell. Haven't seen the Barbarian yet, so that doesn't help me really, really, a lot. Ishana Shyamalan's directorial debut, The Watchers, releases in theaters on June 7th, 2024. Again, um... Uh, very, very simple, cliche, uh, ragtag bunch of people in the woods, and something's chasing them. And she's M. Night Shyamalan's daughter. Not that that gives her automatic cred, but it gets my attention, goes in the right direction. Doesn't mean we necessarily have to love her right away. Doesn't mean that we're going to go the other way and say, you better measure up to your dad, because that's also shit. We know about that from the wrestling community. <laughs> um, yeah, give me some people running around in the woods. And clearly they're being stalked because the movie is called The Watchers. Cool. Here we go. Horror Scope. Jacob Batalon tackles the horror genre with this new movie in 2024. After starring alongside Tom Holland in three consecutive Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man movies, Batalon now takes center stage in a horror movie about friends who begin to die connected their, connecting their fortunes to horror scopes. Or sorry, horror scopes. It marks the directorial debut of Spencer Cohen, from the uh, who did The Expendables, apparently Expend Four Bulls, uh, and Anna Hilberg. Horoscope's cast also includes Humberly Gonzalez, Owen, Fiore, Alana, Boden, and others. Now, for those of you that don't know, and I didn't know this until I read this, to be perfectly honest with you, Jacob Batalon is Ned from Spider-Man, so Ned is in a horror movie. Now, again, we go with tropes. Another cool thing in horror movies is where they take something pretty mundane, like a doll, or a board game, 
or hide and seek or truth or dare, something that we're all very, very, very familiar with and turn it into something like this. I think a great example of this was Countdown, where they took something as, as everyday as a telephone app and turned it into something that was going to tell you when you were going to die. Um, there's a little bit of a Final Destination element to this as well, because a horoscope is basically fortune-telling, and uh, we all saw the, how the fortune-telling went and then didn't go with... Uh, can't think of what I just said. But, um, oh, Final Destination, there we go. Lost my train of thought there for a second, and now we are back. Always really cool to see comedic actors go into other genres, specifically horror. Robin Williams is a prime example. Jim Carrey is another prime example who are really, really, really creepy when we're used to seeing them really, 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 really happy. So, uh, Jacob Batalon, I don't think I've seen him in anything other than the Spider-Man movies, to be perfectly honest with you. So how he does in a horror movie uh, is something yet to be seen. And the idea of doing it based on horoscopes, interesting. Haven't heard it before. M. Night Shyamalan himself returns to theaters with a new horror movie in 2024 called The Trap. Or, sorry, it's just called Trap. There's no the. There's little confirmed about what Trap is about other than it's a tense psychological thriller set at a concert. Uh, based on the history of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, viewers are already expecting a twist to come at some point. No cast members have been confirmed for Trap yet, but Warner Brothers have already given the movie a August 2024 release date. Set a horror movie in a concert where the scariest thing there is the throng of people. Any movie, any movie where there's a slasher and the person running from the slasher all of a sudden is out in public, whether they run out of a building into the street or whether they run out of the street into a club or whether they run into a dance party or whether they're running through somebody's house and there's lots of people there. Immediately now, the throng of people is the scary thing because not only can scary things happen in a group of people, you see very, very simply what happens in concert situations, especially outdoor concerts, where people just either get trampled, get suffocated, can't move, can't get out, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets injured, and that's just the crowd with no ill intent whatsoever. Now, add a killer or a special entity or a monster or a demon or a being or whatever hiding amongst that crowd, and you're doing one of those is that just another person enjoying the concert, or is that the person or thing or monster or entity that's about to kill me? Fantastic. Set a set a horror movie in amongst the throng of a huge concert. Amazing idea. Literally the entire like sea of people cliche absolutely works. Alien Romulus. August 16th, 2024. The Alien franchise returns like never before in 2024. The seventh installment of the live-action franchise overall takes place in the same universe as the other movies, but is not directly connected to them whatsoever or through any returning characters. So, it's an Alien movie that wants you to remember how much you liked the other Alien movies, and hey, maybe come on over here, maybe you'll like this Alien movie. Alien Romulus comes from director Fidi Alvarez and Isabel Marseille. Uh, Isabella Marseille was apparently involved in Transformers The Last Night. Okay. And Kaylee Spaney, who did El, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which I haven't seen, unfortunately. Plot, deals, pl plot details have not been confirmed yet, but Disney and 20th Century Fox have an August 16th theatrical release planned. 
like the Alien movies. You guys that have been following FlixFix for a long time know that Kristen and I did reviews for all three of the original Alien movies, even though one of the recordings got, uh, got deleted, which was really, really unfortunate. Um, it's a great franchise. It's got everlasting lore. The first Alien movie came out before I was born. When I first started hearing about Alien Romulus, I was hearing that it was going to be a Disney Plus special, so this is the first time that I am hearing that it's actually getting a the theatrical release, which makes me think they're going to put more into it, because you do different things. I'm sorry to say this, like, I'm watching a lot of stuff on Disney Plus and a lot of stuff on Netflix right now. I'm specifically re-watching Daredevil now that it has moved over to Disney Plus, but I'm sorry what people are going to watch who already have your service and it's just the next thing that's on versus what you're trying to make people come to the theater and spend more money for are two very different conversations. So it's the Alien franchise. It's going to be disconnected. It's going to be off in its own little bubble but still part of the Alien continuity and they are actually giving it a theatrical release date. So let's fucking go. Okay. Now, now we're doing the Nostalgia Gland thing. Now we're getting into what I think a lot of people have been talking about for the past year or so, and that is the legacy sequel, Beetlejuice 2. Legacy sequels are getting kicked in the ass recently. Um, a lot of people hated the Independence Day legacy sequel, like 20 years out. I really liked Top Gun Maverick, uh, because I grew up on Top Gun. I mean, I grew up on Independence Day as well, but I grew up on Top Gun. Grew up on Beetlejuice. Along with Batman, Beetlejuice and Batman are the two best things Michael Keaton has ever done. Come fight with me, you'll be fighting with the wall. Beetlejuice returns in 2024 thanks to the long-awaited release of Beetlejuice 2. Tim Burton returns to direct Tick, the sequel that is over 30 years in the making with Michael Keaton. Tick, reply, reprising his role as the titular character Beetlejuice 2's cast, also continues, also includes, sorry, the return of Winona Ryder. Catherine O'Hara, while Jenny Ortega joins the cast as uh, as Winona Ryder's daughter, uh, Monica Belushi, Willem Dafoe, Tick, like I say, Jenny Ortega, Tick, and Justin Theroux, Tick. Warner Brothers has a September 6th, 2024 release date. What do you need me to tell you? If you are young enough that you haven't seen Beetlejuice, go watch Beetlejuice come back to this pod, I, and I don't have to say anything else. This is going to be so much fun. And this is borderline, because I'm biased, and I admit my bias, and because nostalgia is a thing, and all the original cast is coming back, plus Jenny Ortega and Willem Dafoe, who are awesome, um, I'm almost willing to put this into the, I won't even care if it's totally shit. I'm still going to go and have a good time. I just watched the Marvels as well. I thought it was really good. I'm in the minority on that one. That's fine. I get it. Beetlejuice 2, September 6th, 2024. Can't wait. Smile 2. Saw the first smile. Really, really good. Really, really creepy. Uh, got a lot of flack because some people were stupid enough to say, well, it's making fun of suicide. It's not making fun of suicide. It's showing, actually, how horrendous suicide is if you can separate yourself from the fact that it's like a haunting movie and it's supernatural and not meant to be real. So maybe people go go touch some grass, go breathe some real air. It's absolutely fine. Following the first movie's release in 2022, the Smile franchise returns two years later with the s sequel, Smile 2. 
obviously. The story is not yet confirmed, nor are the cast members who will return or join the, join the horror franchise. Kyle Gallner, Jesse T. Usher, Gillian Zinzer, and Robin Weigert could all each reprise their roles from the previous movie, while Marty Matulis is returning as the titular smile monstrosity is most likely assured. Parker Finn returns to direct the sequel, which Paramount has already confidently dated for October 18th, 2024. It's a great concept. I like the concept. I think, if anything, they could have done more with the concept, and clearly they agree, because they're giving us another one. Mystery Jordan Peele movie. Skip. Uh, okay. Here we go. Now, here's the opposite of what I just said about Beetlejuice, where I said, basically, Beetlejuice would be fun, regardless of if, like, Beetlejuice could come out and lay an entire turd out on the sidewalk, and I'll still probably have fun with it. Where I will get critical, because it's a movie that I absolutely love, and uh, won't, be, but won't be a surprise to anybody. I haven't mentioned it, because I haven't watched it in a while, so you haven't heard me talk about it on this channel. They are doing a reboot of The Crow, scheduled uh, date to be determined sometime in 2024. The long road to get the new adaptation of The Crow is finally going to materialize in 2024. The latest take comes from Rupert Sanders, who did The Foundation and Ghost in the Shell. I liked Ghost in the Shell. I don't know what Foundation is. Uh, and sees Bill Skarsgård step into the titular role of Eric Draven, previously played by Brandon Lee in the 1994 movie. It's like 30 years ago. Showing my age with this. 2024's The Crow reboot has been described as a modern reimagining of James Obar's original graphic novel and is also meant to star the foundation, again, I don't know what the foundation is, Laura Byrne, Danny Houston, and FKA Twigs. I don't know who FKA Twigs is. I'm assuming a rapper of some description, but somebody will yell at me for that assumption. Lionsgate has yet to announce a specific release date, but the 2024 window has been confirmed. I love The Crow movie, and I like it. Because, up, I mean, up until the end, at the end he eventually becomes a hero. But, like, a good 90% of that movie is just a revenge movie. And there's a there's a place for that. There really is. A lot of heroes, a lot of people with super... If you don't know, Eric Draven and his girlfriend are killed by a bunch of junkies and thrown out their window. His, his spirit gets brought back to Earth by the titular crow uh, while his girlfriend is waiting for him in heaven. He comes back to Earth to avenge their death, and there's a little girl that lived in the same block as them that they sort of took care of, and he gets to see her again, which is nice, and he's a rock star, so the aesthetic is all black. The crow is, if you're a wrestling fan, and if you've been living under a rock and don't actually know this, the crow is what black and white Sting based his image on after he, after he was done being Buzzcut Surfer Sting. Um, it's very, it's very dark, it's very, like, I'm just gonna go fuck some people up, and he's not a good guy, he's not a nice guy, and he's not out there trying to be a hero, he's just doing the, he's giving the more human reaction of, oh, you killed me? I'm gonna kill you now, you killed my girlfriend, and, um, it happens on Halloween, which is always gonna hit me right in the heart, you guys know that, uh, he proposes to his girlfriend, and they get married on Halloween, so they're that kind of couple. They're the kind of couple that she probably has some Tim Burton tattoos on her ass somewhere. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Dig those chicks. To quote the great Phil Brooks, I dig crazy chicks. But it's definitely that kind of couple. He's a rock star. They're a bunch of Halloween kids. They get killed on Halloween, and it's very sad. And he goes and fucks up a bunch of people. And eventually becomes a hero in the end to save the little girl. Roddy, roddy, rock. It's a wonderful story. It's really, really dark. It's really, really dour 
like you're not going to feel good <coughs> watching it. It does very much have the um, the same kind of cloud over it that something more modern like Logan or the Joaquin Phoenix Joker had, but there's still a hero in there somewhere. So I'm sure there's a moral there. Ah, okay. Dust Bunny. Sounds like fun, right? 2024's horror movies also bring a Hannibal reunion of sorts when director Brian Fuller has a new movie called Dust Bunny. There should be that should be ready to release sometime during the year. We're now into the ones that don't really have days. It follows the young girl who asks her neighbor to kill a monster under her bed after she thinks it ate her family. Hannibal star Mads Mikkelsen, I mean, I haven't seen Hannibal, but Mads Mikkelsen is awesome, is attached to star in the movie with Sigourney Weaver, who's also awesome, going back to the Alien franchise and everything else awesome that she's done. She's even good in Cabin in the Woods, which is a relatively silly movie. It is a family horror and does not yet have a release date. So you got some pretty serious actors in basically a movie about a kid with the monster under the bed. Cool. Family stuff. There's room for family stuff in horror. Don't know if it'll be first on my list, not gonna lie, but it is what it is. Uh, where are we going? 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 Come on now. Have I lost the rest of my list? Okay, here we go. Stranger Things. I've already mentioned it. I've already mentioned Stranger Things. Stranger Things, the first one, played around a lot with silence, and I really like it. And I like it for the same reason that I like Michael Myers. Before before they came along with the Halloween movies and threw a bunch of lore, and maybe this is why he's like this, and maybe this is why he's like this, it was really scary to have a jacked-up, faceless dude just knifing the fuck out of people. And that's exactly what the first Strangers movie is. It's encapsulated at the end when their victims, who are just about dead, say, why did you do this? And the, the one girl from Under the Mask says, because you were home. Like, there's absolutely no hope in hell that anybody is ever going to understand or ever going to have anything to understand because these people are just bad people for bad people's sake. I think that's important. Not going to go too much on a tangent, but it, it does kind of reflect real life when something bad happens and, you know, people come for the person that did it. And it's like, oh, well, you know, he had a bad childhood or maybe he was just, you know, he had some built up whatever. And it's like, no, you don't get that. If you stick a knife in somebody for funsies, you don't. Um, Strangers in general, really, really good. The whole movie's really sad because it starts off with a wedding proposal between the two victims that didn't and end up happening. They end up accidentally shooting their own friend who tried to help them because they think it's these masked people and these people just toy with them for two hours. The sequel's a little bit more funny and it's a little bit more widespread because it takes place over an entire trailer park uh, with an entirely different set of characters and one of them was an extra from Grey's Anatomy so kind of hard to take him seriously. But there is an excellent scene by the pool in the sequel where they're constantly coming up and down out of the water and what's happening in the background is this really really loud rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart so really really awesome uh, impactful song counterbalanced with the fact that there's a really brutal murder happening and sometimes you can't hear anything because you're underwater going back to what I said about the movie The Swim which was one of the first movies on this list now what's happening with this is they're releasing a new Strangers trilogy so I'm not quite sure whether this is one story being told over three movies or three sets or sorry a set of three movies that are just going to be more connected than the first two were this is where we get into the um 
Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. This is where we get into Jurassic Park versus Jurassic World, that kind of thing. I don't know if it's one story set over three movies. All three movies are set to come out in 2024, though, which is a really cool uh, releasing strategy. I think you could start out the year with one. I could think you could do one sort of mid-year, do the final wrap-up one around Halloween. That's how I would do it. But, I mean, it's also kind of cool to release horror movies around Christmas time because the, the contrast between those is absolutely amazing. I uh, Let's get to the blurb because I haven't even read the blurb yet. Lionsgate's new Stranger Things trilogy of movies is officially coming sometime in 2024. How and where each installment of the new trilogy is released is unknown at this time, but the new Stranger Things movies come from director Rennie Harlan, who has horror experience with Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Maker, and Exorcist, The Beginning. The cast members include Madeline, Madeline Petch, Gabriel Basso, Richard Brake, Emma Horvath, and Rachel Shenton. Off the top of my head, none of those none of those names are setting off firecrackers. But horror is the genre where that is kind of okay, kind of cool, kind of something to look forward to. Instead, I uh, I really like this. Uh, I hope it's not a reimagining that sort of undercuts the existence of the other one. Because uh, again, I'm going to use Halloween as an example. If you look up Halloween, if you look up Halloween timelines, there's three. There's the original timeline, there's the H20 timeline, and now there's the H40 timeline, because the last three movies are set to have happened only after the first movie and everything else became irrelevant. I don't want that to happen with this, necessarily, because I think the first Strangers is, is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's not, you know big scary guy, you know, big scary chase scene, big scary, here's a million weapons and a hundred thousand victims. It's like, no, this is just two victims. Well, three if you count their friend, but he got shot by them, so I don't know how you factor that in. It's just two victims being victimized the whole movie, whereas, I'm sorry, I, as much as I love them, your Freddies, your Jasons, your Michaels, your Screams, your all those, it's, it's, a, it's a pile of bodies by the end of the movie, which is a different kind of effective than this is, but this is why I think this one gets to sit on a different place on the shelf. And we're gonna get three of them in one year. I'm gonna be eating good for movies next year. Terrifier, Terrifier 3. I have not seen any other Terrifier movies. And this is one of those things where, Spaz, we know exactly what's up your street. Why haven't you seen any of the Terrifier movies? It's Art the Clown, creepy fucking clown. If you liked it, why aren't you watching this? Um, I haven't watched any of them, so I'm not gonna say very much about them. Uh, other than I know that this one is set at Christmas. Sure. <laughs> Again, I go back to set a horror movie at Christmas and the counterbalance is absolutely amazing. Go back to something as simple as Gremlins. Like, the first Gremlins movie was a Christmas movie. Like, you can't... You can't do that. People, I've heard people make the argument all the time that Home Alone is a horror movie because, oh my god, it's the most terrible thing that could ever happen to a parent. It's still a comedy. still set at Christmas, though. So, uh, I don't know. Look at stuff like Krampus, which is, like, actively anti-Christmas happening at Christmas. You know, Krampus being sort of, like, the anti-Santa Claus. So, whatever, whatever Terrifier is that I'm missing out on, once again, it's one of those, I'm gonna tell you to put it down in the box below or find me on X at Spaz Phoenix. Tell me what I'm missing out on, because when it starts branching out, and, uh, I've always referred to, um, what's it called, uh, it's either the second or the third, uh, Jurassic Park, where one of the dinosaurs gets on the boat, and it's like, T-Rex in the big city? It's like, Art the Clown at Christmas? 
So, sure, I'll probably check them out at some point. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I would love to say something about this because Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is... It, falls, it fell into the uh, cocaine bear trap for me where it's like, kind of like Beetlejuice, this could entirely suck. I just love that it exists. That being said, I haven't seen it yet, but it must have done something because they're doing another one. I, I don't have very much to say other than that. And the last one on this, this list is Witchboard. Another exciting entry lies with Witchboard, a reimagining of the classic 1986 horror... I was alive in 1986. Don't be calling that shit classic, making me sound old. But it's a reimagining of the classic 1986 horror movie. Sorry, guys. I'm having a, a, a midlife crisis right here as I'm talking to you guys. The story is about a woman named Emily and how her connection to an ancient coven of witches puts her life in danger through the discover of a pendulum board. Somebody get down in the box below and tell me what a pendulum board is, because I don't know that much about witchcraft. Madison Eisman stars in Witchboard as Emily, while Stranger Things break out Jeremy Campbell, Jeremy Campbell Bauer, plays an occult expert hired to try and save her life. The horror movie remake comes from director Clark Russell, who did Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, and The Blob, and is expected to arrive sometime in 2024. Again, we're going back to tropes. Is it an alien movie? Is it a monster movie? Is it a zombie movie? No, it's a witchcraft movie. Cool, with a twist. Once again, it's going. It's sort of playing on that same, uh, you know, what you did as a kid versus what you did as an adult. The addendum to that is finding out your family's secret past. And there's really two ways you can go with that, is if what your family did in the past is super, super evil, you can find out about it, you can get angry about it, you can rise above it, and you can try to be the opposite, or you can go the other way, which movies like this do quite often, where it's like, oh well, it's in my bloodline, I might as well go be an evil bitch too. <laughs> That's fine. Um, if, he's, if Jamie Campbell Bauer is really creepy in uh, Stranger Things, if you've watched Stranger Things, uh, he's one, he plays one in, uh, in Stranger Things. Uh, so if he's the one that's supposed to come out and try to help her, my immediate skeptic question is going to be like, is he really a helper or is he left over from the, the, the witchcraft past to make sure she becomes a witch again? But... There's a board of some description. It's the it's the MacGuffin of the movie. It's the it's the pendant. It's the pendulum. It's the it's the the ancient person's ring. It's the you know don't put the bangle on. It's it's the thing. So once we see what the thing is and what the thing does, then we see basically how witchy her ancestors are and how witchy she becomes and do you struggle with your past or do you embrace it and you do all those nice moral things and the guy making it was involved in Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street is fucking goaded. Don't know anything about the blob. Haven't seen it. I know. Sacrilege. I'm aware. Um, that's about all I'm going to mention from this list. Some other stuff in there that I just... I don't have anything on. There's there's another Insidious movie coming out. I've been hit and miss with the Insidious movies, but they're doing more so good. And then there's a bunch of them that are just like, hey, so-and-so is going to direct a movie, and we don't know what it's called yet or what it's about. And so it's just basically an empty entry. They're remaking Nosferatu. Cool. Halle Berry is in a thriller. Cool. Um... Maxine, spelt with three X's, so I'm sure there's some deadly hookers somewhere. I don't really know. Um, I've touched on the ones that I really wanted to touch on. Beetlejuice, 
I wanted to touch on The Strangers. I wanted to touch on The Crow. I really wanted to touch on because I think that movie is awesome, and I think if they fuck that up, I'm going to be really upset. Whereas Beetlejuice is kind of the opposite, and Strangers is, I wonder where they're going. Um, it's a nice dicey mix. I'm doing this in the middle of November. We've got a lot of time left until, uh, until 2024 is on our doorstep. I'm sure there will be more to this list. And even if I've mentioned something here, when an actual trailer drops, I might still do an actual trailer reaction. This is just, we got a bunch of shit to look forward to this year, guys. Let's talk about it. That's all I got. And... That's literally all I've got, because we're at the end of the list. Thank you for listening. This has been FlixFix. I've been Spaz. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but right now, I am out of here. Bye, guys.